What's going on? My name is Christian and I am your host of the AFJ podcast where we are helping you take action for Jesus. And today's conversation is centered all around peace in troubled times. And uh, what does that mean for us? How do we get this peace? Uh, and I'm excited for this conversation. So let me pray for us and then we'll jump right in. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you for uh, what your word says in John and in Philippians. And Lord, just as we are able to talk through this idea of your peace, Lord. Open our eyes and minds to what your word has to say. And it's in your holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Okay, today's conversation is going to be all around peace. What is peace? And uh, specifically talking in or, or from John 14, 27 and 16, 33, and then we're going to be in Philippians a little bit. Um, but I really want to answer the question, what is peace from the biblical perspective of who Jesus has called us to be and what he has done in our life? And so let me pray real quick, and then let's jump into this conversation. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for uh, just allowing us to have this conversation and really be able to dive into peace and, and what it means that we are given your peace, God. So I pray that you would open our minds and hearts to uh, this truth and allow your words to transform our lives. And it's in your holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Um, real quick, let's start in uh, in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. But uh, here is the big major point of today's conversation. We're going to come back to this, circle back to this over and over and over again. Uh, but the major point is Jesus is the true source of peace. Jesus is the true source of peace. And so uh, Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Uh, Paul is writing to the church there in Philippi, and um, he is uh, he's having this conversation of, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're going through, but do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, uh, in everything, give thanks and present your request to God and the peace of God will be with you. And so I really want to kind of uh, try and handle that conversation of uh, this peace of God, what is it and, and how do we get it? Why is it there? It transcends all understanding. So what does that even mean? Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, what does it mean for my life? How, how should I live because of this? And so again, Jesus is the true source of peace. I don't know what you're going through in life. I don't know what uh, worries or anxieties that you're dealing with, what is uh, is keeping you from trusting in who God has called you to be. But here's what I do know. I do know that when Jesus is at the center of our life, when our focus is him and who he has called us to be, then we do have this peace. And, I, and I'm going to get into more detail of what this peace looks like. Um, but this peace is the same peace that he and God the Father share. It's the same peace that... Uh, that is uh, uh, surrounding their relationship. And he is saying, uh, let me not jump ahead of myself. Let's let's break down um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 a little bit more. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So here's, here's we're going to get practical first. 
We're going to come back to scripture, get a little bit more depth, and then we're going to come back to practical. He says, do not be anxious about anything, so don't worry. But in every situation, here's what he's saying to do. Pray, petition, with thanks, present your request to God. So when you are worrying, when you don't feel like you can handle the current situation you're in, Paul is giving us this very clear instructions of what we are to do in that situation. He says in every situation, the first thing you need to do is run to God. The first thing you need to do is get on your knees and prayer and petition to God, plead with God with thanksgiving because of what he has already done, giving thanks to him, present your request to him. So right now I challenge you. I don't know what you're going through in life. Again, I have made that very clear, but I do know that our God never leaves us nor forsakes us. He never puts us out on our own. He never uh, says, uh, suck it up, buttercup, deal with it yourself. What he does is he is with us through every step of the way. He is, he is with us and allowing us to run to him in these times. And so my challenge for you right here in this moment, go ahead and pause this podcast and run to Jesus in prayer. Thank him for what he has already done in your life, but plead with him. God, take this worry away from me. Take take what I'm currently going through away from me so that I can focus on who you have called me to be. John 14, 27 says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Uh, this this verse here is the verse that I really want to spend breaking down this peace. This peace that Jesus says he will give to us. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Here's, here's the first thing that I want to point out. When, when Jesus is talking about this peace, he is not talking about peace on a global scale. Hear me say that again. He is not talking about peace on a global scale. Here's what he's talking about. He's talking about peace on a personal scale. Peace on a personal scale. He says, he says, I see your heart. I see your heart is troubled and I see that you are broken and going through something painful right now, but I care for you. I have this deep desire for you not to be troubled because I care for your heart. I care for your heart. He is, he's taking this peace and putting it on the, this, this personal level. He says, Christian, I see that you look troubled, but I don't want you to be troubled. So I giving you my peace. He says, not as the world gives. Um, when I, when I look, when I think of the peace the world gives, I think of, you know, financial peace or, uh, scholarship or locks on your car, security system at home, police officers at school, uh, referees at your match. Um, uh, I mean, right now during Corona, maybe it's a face mask or, uh, or it's staying home altogether, not going out and traveling. Um, we, we have these different ideas of what peace is and these different things that give us this sense of security because of, uh, I mean, because of the reality of their situation. When I mean, take for instance, this, the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 right now, uh, we feel at 
uh, we feel this comfort, this peace of being home because of this of this unforeseen issue, this unforeseen um, thing that has come out of seemingly nowhere and is attacking the population, attacking the world. Uh, and so we don't want to catch that. We don't want this 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 chance of death to be anywhere near us. And so we are taking precautions of putting on face masks or staying home more often. Uh, I mean, we're seeing this all across the nation. And Jesus is saying, that is not the same peace that I am giving to you. I'm not giving you this false sense of security because the reality is everyone is going to die someday. He says, no, 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 no. I'm giving you the peace that my father and I have, this perfect peace, this peace that is within this relationship that that God the Father and God the Son share so much so that uh, that Jesus had peace even when he was on the cross. John 16:33 says this, I have told you these things so that you in me uh, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take to heart I have overcome the world. Um, here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying our life isn't going to be perfect. There are going to be things and times where we are going to struggle and we are going to uh, ultimately be um, uh, be going through conflicts, whether it is within our relationships or uh, within the way people view us or, I mean, just whatever the case is, there, there are going to be things that we go through that are going to cause trouble in this world. Jesus even goes to the point and he says, uh, he says that, uh, that the world hated me and so they will hate you. When we are following after who Jesus has called us to be, when we are truly following after Jesus, we are going to experience these troubles that Jesus refers to. But here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying that this peace that he gives us isn't circumstantial. We don't have peace based on our current circumstances where when you look at this peace that the world gives, it is circumstantial peace. This peace says that when I feel secure... That's when I have peace, when I'm wearing this face mask, when I'm staying in home, when I have the finances to make sure that I'm providing, when I, I mean, fill in the blank, whatever the reality is for you, that is what Jesus is saying, that his peace isn't circumstantial. It isn't peace because of what is happening. It is peace in spite of what is happening. Uh, take, for example, the thermostat versus a thermometer. When, um, when, when we look at the world's peace, it, it lines up with the thermometer, right? The thermometer says, okay, here is the current temperature in this room. Here's the current temperature outside where the thermostat doesn't control or the thermostat does the very opposite. It doesn't tell you what the temperature is. It controls what the temperature will be. And so Jesus is saying that when we are in Jesus, he is our thermostat to our peace. He controls what our peace is. And our peace isn't controlled by our situations, but it's controlled by Jesus and who he says and who he has called us to be. So what exactly is this peace? Jesus said, my peace I give to you. It is his peace. Peace, the same peace that he shares with the Father, not just a peace that, that Jesus makes, but the same peace that he has. He says, uh, 
so here's the the biggest uh, biggest thing for me when when we're talking practical application what does this look like how do we get this piece um here's the biggest thing romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of god this peace is something we get because of the cross, because of what Jesus has done. And and we don't just get it because of what Jesus has done. We don't automatically get it because of that. We get it because of the right standing relationship that we have with Jesus, which gives us this peace. It is because of our faith in who Jesus is, because of the cross and our trust in the work of Jesus, we have peace. I think of um, my pastor and his wife often share the story of uh, the abortion or not the abortion, sorry, the miscarriage they had, uh, and uh, and then one of one of my wife and I's good friends, they had a miscarriage, and and you think of the people who go through those situations. How do they endure? How do they have uh, this peace through those situations? How are they able to make it through and still put Jesus on the rightful place of their life? Still make sure Jesus is king of their life. And it is because of this peace. It's because Jesus says, I know you're hurting. I know you're broken. I know things aren't the way that you would like them to be. But trust in me. Trust in who I am. Am I enough in your life? And if we are to answer that question and say, Jesus, you are enough in our life. When Jesus truly holds the rightful place in our life, we have peace. So again, it doesn't matter what worry uh, we are going through what anxiety we have, uh, what the world is throwing at us. We have peace when Jesus is the Lord of our life. Here's a, a, a personal example of this application in my life. Um, if I were to show you my hand, you would look at my hand and uh, you'd probably miss, um, miss the, uh, the missing part of my finger. Um, I had to get part of my finger amputated right before my 25th birthday, uh, the day before, uh, and um, I, I'm sitting there in the in the emergency room, and um, my parents are kind of freaking out. Um, my wife is there, and uh, and here's the one thing that was going through my mind the whole time: my identity is not in my finger. My identity is not found in my finger. It, it isn't found in uh, this, this part of my hand. No, my identity is found in Jesus. And so uh, it, when Jesus is the Lord of our life, when he is at the center of our life, the things that wouldn't make sense make sense. The things that wouldn't normally make sense, we are able to deal with and, and bear through. And so here's the, the biggest, when it comes to application, the biggest question I want to ask you right now. Two things. One, is your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Is that, is that truly, is he truly the Lord of your life? That is the first question. Because if, that, if you don't answer yes to that, then the, the rest of this doesn't even matter in the first place. 
The rest of it, uh, I mean, we could do, we have to get that part right in order to even start to manage the rest of this. If you answer yes to that, then um, praise the Lord. Here's the next part it comes down to. It. Ultimately, uh, we, we have to look at who we believe God is. Do we believe God is good? Because he is in control of everything, right? And so if he's in control of everything, then why am I experiencing these bad things? And so if these bad things are happening in my life, is God bad? Right. So we have to question our view of who God is. If God in our view is truly good and truly has our best interest at heart, then these things start to make sense. They start to we start to be able to rely on who Jesus is. Do you believe God is good and do you believe he has your best interest in mind? So lastly, um, how do we make Jesus the center of our life? How, how does the idea of him being the center of our life truly, uh, how does, how do we let, let that transition happen where he actually is the, the center of our life? And here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's not easy. Uh, it is difficult. But uh, if you are obsessed with anything, I mean, just think about it for a second. I'm sure that there is something you are obsessed with, whether it is a celebrity and you really want to date them or if it's a uh, a video game. I mean, whatever the case is, you are obsessed with something. What is it? What's the one thing that you go to when you are bored, when you go to when you have extra time? That's the thing you're obsessed with. You're thinking about it when you're supposed to be doing your school. You are, I mean, fill in the blank. That's what you're obsessed with. When Jesus becomes that part of your life, you know he's at the center of your life. But how do you get there? Start by reading. Reading the Bible daily. It is so uh, important, and you will hear often time and time again, people will tell you, read the scripture, read the scripture, read the scripture. But I am truly, I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you, you need to get into your Bible uh, John is a great book to start with. I highly encourage you starting in John if you haven't read ever before. Uh, but go download the Version Bible app. They've got a ton of different plans. You can look up plans for anxiety. You can look up plans for worry. You can look up plans for the peace of God and dive deeper into this conversation. But get on a reading plan. Start reading your Bible daily. And lastly, you need to be in prayer. So what does that look like in your life? Set a reminder on your phone, an alarm clock that says, read and pray. It could be five minutes. It could be 10 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be five hours. I mean, whatever it ends up looking like in your life, great. But you need to be in the word daily. Thank you for joining and listening to today's episode. Um, I love you. I hope it was encouraging for you. And I will see y'all in the next episode.